Hey, this is really cool. If you are watching, you are seeing some extremely sophisticated camera work today. Normally, I just talk in front of a tripod. I'm all by myself. It's really lonely. But today, my friend Alan George is actually holding the camera. He is a remarkable pastor, leader, thinker, uh, and cinematographer. So I'm very grateful for him. I'm very grateful you're joining me. We're, we're doing the gratitude challenge. We're learning to become more grateful people. And I'm grateful for Alan. I'm actually here together with him and Tim Williams and Kevin Penry and some other friends. And we're thinking about become new and what the future can hold. I'll tell you more about that in the days to come. But I'm extremely grateful. It has been more impactful on my life than I can tell you. Also, Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, Nancy and I are going to be with you live starting at 7 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, California time. So we would love to have you join us for that. I always love to get comments from people when we can be together live as a community. We will sometimes talk about ourselves as the fellowship of the withered hands because we have experienced uh, pain and brokenness in our lives, but God is able to put us back together. Now, here's what I want to say today about gratitude. I have got, as you can see here, wrapping paper, and we're all getting ready to buy Christmas presents and then wrap them up. And it leads to a question, why do we wrap Christmas presents? Wrapping paper is not particularly necessary. It's not really needed. It's kind of a hassle. It just takes time. And you might not even be that good at wrapping Christmas presents. Margaret Visser has written a terrific book on gratitude called The Gift of Thanks. And she talks about precisely this issue. And she says, the reason that we wrap a gift, a present, is that we want to turn it from a commodity into a gift. If I go to a store and buy a shirt and there's no particular special occasion for it and it's just for me, myself, to wear, I do not wrap it up and then give it to myself and say, what could this be? Oh my gosh, it's just I give the clerk money, the clerk gives me the shirt, it's a transaction, it's a commodity. Normally, when we purchase stuff, it's that way. However, sometimes we want to give somebody a gift. And so the reason that we put wrapping paper around it is that we want to create some beauty. Um, if we're mailing to somebody, we might even put it in kind of a heavy piece of uh, brown construction envelope or uh, something like that to send it. But then it will still be gift wrapped. So when they open it up, they will be able to see this is a gift. The reason that we wrap a present is to make it a gift, to change it from a commodity to a gift. Um, interestingly, if people make something and send it to you, often they don't feel the need to wrap it, Margaret writes. We have friends that, among other things, keep bees, and so they make honey. And we will sometimes get honey from them, but they don't usually wrap it because when someone makes it, you know that it was intended for you as a gift. Very often, when we give somebody a gift, we will also attach a card to it and we will put their name on it and maybe write some words because um, a gift comes from a giver. And in order for it to be a true gift, it has to express my goodwill towards you, my desire to enrich, enhance your life. And we wrap gifts up because then it will be a surprise 
And one important dynamic of gratitude is um, the more surprised we are when a gift comes into our lives, the deeper our sense of gratitude. I don't know where it got started, but when we exchange gifts with each other as a family, Nancy, when she picks up a gift-wrapped present, will always purr like a kitten, as though she thinks there is a kitten in the box. She has done that for 40 years, and she laughs every time. She accuses me of dad humor, but she has been purring at presents for 40 years and thinks it is as hilarious as ever. There's something about us that when we are surprised, when something takes us off guard, um, uh, a bit of wonder comes into it. My, my parents would say when I was a kid, I don't remember this, but one time my dad got my mom a pitcher for Christmas, this great big white and gold. She loved white and gold pitcher. And he let me in on it. And so I said to her before Christmas, mom, I cannot tell you what dad got you, but it's a pitcher. That was my idea of keeping a secret. So you may not want to tell me a secret. There is something about not expecting, about having the mind of a child, about being open to surprise. There was a very powerful movie several years ago, Philomena, and it was about a woman who had lost her child, had to put her child, was forced to up for adoption when she was quite a young woman. And she's trying to track him down now and she goes to search with a journalist. And um, uh, the journalist is quite bright, but jaded and, and um, kind of cynical. And uh, she is very simple-minded, very good-hearted. She loves kind of cheesy romance novels, and she reads them and will tell him about them. And the plot's always more or less the same. There was a prince, and he was engaged to marry a haughty princess, and there was a humble seamstress making all their clothes and she loved them, but she knew he was far, far above her. But when the day of the wedding came, it turns out he didn't love the beautiful haughty princess. He loved the seamstress. And then she would say, I didn't see that coming. And then a little later, she would tell him about another novel. There was this count and he was supposed to get married to a lovely but vain heiress. And there was a uh, you know chambermaid who loved him and and then in the end, he loved the chamber. Didn't see that coming. When we approach our life with a sense of openness and we remember the mere fact that the sun came up yesterday does not make it any less wonderful that it came up again today. The mere fact that I woke up yesterday doesn't make it any less wonderful that I woke up again today. How can I have a sense of wonder and marvel at it? And so we want our gifts to be surprises for people at their best. So we wrap our presents to turn a commodity into a gift. And of course, the great giver of gifts is our God, who so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we are told in words that would become quite famous that the angel said to the shepherds, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. God came gift wrapped. What was a commodity became a gift. And by the way, you don't get swaddling clothes at Neiman Marcus. They were something that would be wrapped around a child born into an impoverished family. There are no designer swaddling clothes. And when God came, he came wrapped up like that.
It was interesting. I, I was looking it up, just getting ready to share this thought with you, this notion of um, why we wrap to make gifts. And uh, that word wrapped is used about Jesus on, on three different occasions in scripture. It's used again when he was going to wash the feet of his disciples right before he died. And it says in the Gospel of John that he took out his outer garments and he wrapped a towel around his waist. He wrapped himself in the garb of a servant. Because if you want to make your life a gift for people, then you just simply look for what needs to be done and you go ahead and do it. And in that moment, they needed their feet to be washed. And so he said, I will do that. And then he said, now what I have done for you, you do for others. Make your life a gift to them. Just look for what needs to be done and then go ahead and do it. Um, at the home of Kevin Penry today, and I have a little pot of coffee right here. Kevin doesn't drink coffee, but he knew I was coming. So he deliberately will get coffee that I love to have. I will not show it to you or tell you the name because this is not a place for product placement. But it actually is coffee that uh, is an abbreviated form of one of the disciples' names. So you can figure it out from that. When you look at the lives of the people around you today, how can you make your life a gift? How can you gift wrap it? When you go to work, when you're at home, how can you notice what it is that would delight people, what it is that people need? Um, I have one friend, I was always struck by this. When I would go to visit him, he would never simply say goodbye to me. He would always walk me out to his car. I mean, out to my car. This is such a simple thing, but it was making that moment of farewell into a gift. And of course, our God does that as well. The last thing that we read about Jesus after he died is that we're told that he was, this is told in all four gospels. They take him down from the cross and they wrap his body in linens, in burial linens. God gives his life, only it's gift wrapped so that you and I can live. So today, don't just have a life, make it a gift. Make your words, your relationships, your reception of each moment, your work, make it a gift. We have a lot to be grateful for. Thanks for joining us. To receive the emails that go along with each video, visit becomenew.me slash subscribe. If you'd like a text alert whenever a new video is posted, text the word become to the phone number 855-888-0444. You can send prayer requests to that number as well. To invite a friend, just share the link becomenew.me. We'll see you next time.